Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast. We are continuing on with our summer series on classroom setup. We are already at step five, data. Now, if you have not drank the data Kool-Aid yet, don't worry. I'm going to do my best to convince you. And I'm going to do my best to convince you right now because I think it is so much easier to consistently take data throughout the year if you get a good system down initially. It is harder, it's not impossible, but it's harder to add it in later. Now, my mantra with data is if it's not easy, you won't do it. So you want to set up a data system that's really embedded into how you run your classroom. That's why I think it's so important to think of data now as you're setting up your class. You want this to be something that is really natural and that is really part of how you run your centers and it's set up in a way that is easy to find and easy to use and all that good stuff. So the first thing we're going to start with with our academic data is looking at four different ways to collect data on academic skills. Because when you look at your goals, when you look at the skills that you're working on, the first question you want to ask yourself is, how will I take data on this skill? Now, it's best if you have already asked yourself that while you're writing the IEP, because then the work's done for you. But if you are inheriting an IEP goal that's not so great, or when you wrote the IEP, you didn't really flush out exactly what data collection would look like, now is the time to ask yourself that question as you look at each of your students' goals. How will I take data on this skill? 
So I want to cover four main ways that you can collect academic and functional skill data. These are not the only ways to collect data, but I think these will cover a lot of ground with the types of goals that you have in your classroom. So the four types of data collection techniques that I'm going to introduce today are frequency count, rate of responding, rubrics, and prompt levels. I'm going to give you a short and sweet overview of each of these data collection strategies. I'm not going to go too in depth, so don't worry, but I'm going to share some blog posts and other resources in the show notes. So if you want to learn more, don't worry, I've got you. So first is frequency count. This is probably a data collection method you are really used to. This is basic, simple, straightforward. It's the number of times that something happens. So how many times a student raises their hand, how many times they get a math problem correctly, how many times they categorize something the right way. So this is a simple tracking of incorrect or correct or tracking how many times a skill occurred. And I know you're like, why can't we just say count? Why do we have to be all fancy? Let's be fancy. Let's say frequency, right? So with frequency, you do want to make sure that you really thoroughly define the skill. You want to get specific, not Johnny will count objects. Well, there's a lot of different ways you can count objects, right? I'm going to throw you guys all back to one of our first episodes. I want to say it's episode 13, but I'm going to double check that for you. I'm going to link it in the show notes. My It's one of my favorite episodes we ever did. We interviewed one of my colleagues, Bridget McCormick, about learning channels. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh my gosh, you guys, learning channels completely changed the way I wrote frequency goals, but I'm going to come back from this detour. Check out that episode. So you want to really specifically define what you are taking data on. Are you taking data on the student saying something, on the student answering a question, writing the answer, pointing to something? Get specific here because the more specific you are, the easier it's going to be to take data. The second type of data collection strategy is rate of responding. This is fluency. Fluency is accuracy plus speed. We want to teach skills that can be produced quickly and correctly. Rate of responding looks at how many responses the student can produce within a specific time period. The student can read 60 words in a minute. The student can add 15 single-digit addition problems in 30 seconds. The student can identify 43 coin combinations in a minute. With this type of data gives us so much information. It tells us about the skill. It tells us how quickly they did the skill. Other types of data collection methods are going to leave a lot of that out. So fluency is a really great one. The next type of data collection strategy is rubrics. Now, I love... I love a rubric, you guys. Only like a teacher would say that, right? I love a rubric because there were a lot of skills that I used to really struggle with collecting data for. And a lot of those skills were complex skills, things that involved multiple concepts and pieces, things like having a conversation or writing a paragraph or doing the laundry. How do you you take data on that? How do you give a plus or a minus to playing with a friend or writing a paragraph? There's a lot that's included. 
when you write a rubric, you're able to see all of the pieces of that complex skill. And then you're able to hone your instruction really nicely to see what you have to work on next. I think rubrics can really easily be written into an IEP goal. They're great for permanent products, like when you're grading a worksheet or an assessment, but they're also great for in situ. And these are something you definitely want to incorporate into your data collection systems this year. Our last data collection system is taking data on the prompt level. Now, for some learners, the goal is maybe independence, removing prompts, whether it's for brushing your teeth or completing a task or doing a puzzle. Our goal is getting rid of all the prompts. So we want to track how many prompts or what types of prompts are being used. As we discussed in an earlier episode, this is a great way to work on reducing prompting and make everyone aware of potentially over-prompting. Gets everyone working towards that common goal. So instead of just having a minus, 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 nope, he didn't brush his teeth independently, nope, he didn't do the work task independently, we're looking at what types of prompts he needed to correctly achieve that skill. When you're tracking prompt levels, you can track how many total prompts, which is nice if you kind of have a lot going on and you got a lot of students. I love a click counter for this. Click, click, click every time you prompt. Or you could track the type of prompts. Did he need a verbal prompt, an indirect verbal, a gestural prompt? I highly recommend setting up a data sheet with acronyms so you can just circle V for verbal, I for independent, G for gestural, and then you can circle the prompt level and go. All right, so that was my quick overview of four common types of data collection strategies. Frequency count, rate of responding, rubrics, and prompt level. Look at your goals and think about which data collection system will work best for that type of skill. Next week, we are going to talk about how to organize all of your data sheets once you have them set up. Because not only do you want a very efficient data sheet, you also want a very efficient data system. When your student sits down ready to learn, you are ready with your instructional materials and your data sheet. So you have to be able to find those data sheets very, very quickly. So next week, it's all on the data system. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, 
task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.